Hey everyone, Mike here. Welcome to the LaxRecords.com podcast. This is episode 45, and today Michael Ward and I discuss lacrosse getting preliminary approval to join the Olympics. Uh, we also kind of talk about what we think of changing the game to get it approved and into the Olympics. Uh, Michael Ward has some definite opinions on that, so you'll want to stick to stay tuned for that. And we also, towards the end of the episode, we actually share our favorite Olympic memories, which is obviously not lacrosse-related since it is not an Olympic sport, but that actually brought up some interesting conversations towards the end of the episode today, too. But for right now, I want to talk a little bit about what happened with the website last week. So I know um, in last week's episode, we actually talked about the website uh, a few times. And for any of you listening to this episode on Sunday, realize you probably woke up and it wouldn't load last week. Not going to get into all the details. If you want the details, I'm actually writing a blog post on it on my own personal website, MikeLoveDay.com. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, and kind of outline all the stuff that <laughs> went wrong. Um, but suffice to say... The website is back up and running. It seems to be um, pretty stable right now. Uh, long story short, GoDaddy, I, well, what we believe happened is an update to a new version of WordPress. Basically, had a small error in the core uh, operating code, and it just took a while to diagnose, took a while to companies, blah, blah, blah. It's got a lot of stuff. All you need to know right now is that the website is back up and running. Everything is going smoothly, so that is great, and you should be able to get there at laxrecords.com right now if you go in your browser. If you have any problems, please let me know. And also, I'd like to make an announcement that I actually had some new t-shirts designed uh, for last week. So a couple people had been asking me for t-shirts for the Players to Watch series. A couple guys had said that they would love to get them for their players. So I actually had a designer uh, create a design for the t-shirts, and I'll take a link um, in the show notes below and on the website that you can go, it gets fulfilled to teespring.com, so you can go and check out those new shirts, hopefully you like them, I think I put them on a pillow, which I actually have one of their pillows, and it's really, really nice, so it just sits on my couch, maybe one day I'll take a picture and let you guys see, so, but go check those out, it's a really good way to help support the show, so, but for without further ado, let's get on to the episode. Welcome back, um, it's our second episode of the laxrecords.com podcast together, and I figured what episode we're on overall, but uh, welcome back. We got some exciting topics or topic to talk about today, uh, so I'm looking forward to it. How are you been? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to this. is uh, exciting for me. I like this, so let's let's get into it. So we want to talk um, basically about lacrosse in the Olympics. That has been the I guess the big news over the last couple weeks, as far as you know announcements. I mean, it, it's kind of funny because it's been nice to get real lacrosse news in the off season. I mean, with the we talked about the Premier Lacrosse League last week, and now we have you know in the past couple that past month or so, um, lacrosse potentially joining the Olympics. So there's been some good news um, in what I I guess what I consider the off season. I know the NOL is going on, but I follow high school, so <laughs> it's for me it's the off season. So right, yeah, I, I I love the high school too, but I you know any lacrosse you can get is sort of you know what you can get yeah exactly you take it when you can whenever it's right nice to have something that just kind of keeps it fresh and keeps it forefront in your mind every now and then so i know you had some pretty strong feelings so for anyone who's un unaware i guess um a few weeks ago uh, I, I don't have my timing in front of me but they were announced that lacrosse uh, the ioc has preliminarily approved the uh, lacrosse to to join the olympics that doesn't mean it's going to be joining in the, in the 2020 immediately yeah there's obviously a uh, time frame in which they do evaluations and all this stuff, but it got everybody talking, and I know you particular, 
Um, one had some pretty strong feelings about lacrosse joining the Olympics and the Olympics in general. But then I guess you also got some saw some reaction on Twitter. So why don't you just kind of talk about what your thoughts were and what you saw? Well, um, I, I did write an article about this. I don't know if it was released. I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. That and will I know be out the, tomorrow on Monday. Okay, and the and the site was down, so I I understand how everything was how all that happened. Yeah, we got a little um, delayed. <laughs> right. So I love the Olympics. I've always. I mean, I'm sitting right now in my in my basement, which is basically a full man cave, and I'm looking at a signed autograph American flag of the 1980 Olympic team, uh, the hockey team. Mm-hmm. So that is, I mean, that's, I still think that's the greatest thing in the, in the world, the greatest sporting event ever. Um, and I keep thinking, okay, let's transition that to lacrosse because 1980 is when I watched that and I became a hockey player that made me want to play hockey. So I keep thinking about what's going to make kids play lacrosse. If they saw it in the Olympics and were so turned on by it, like I was by the 1980 Olympics hockey team, that they do it. But then I've heard, you know, I've been hearing for about the last year talking about the Olympics will legitimize lacrosse, but you'll have to change the game of lacrosse, mm-hmm. which really frustrates me. I mean, I understand that you have to fit it into certain sections and, and, and things like that. Now, uh, which I wrote was Quint, uh, Quint Kesnick was talking about it during the uh, international tournament in, in Israel saying, oh, you might have to change the amount of players, seven players, only go with seven players, or um, take out the poles, uh, change the timing, make it a smaller field, smaller rosters. And I it, and it, it, it's sort of – would any other sport do that? That's what I – that's what, why would you do that? Right. Why would – why – that's it's, – it's sort of frustrating. I, I can understand why it might happen, but like I said – Here's the 11-year-old kid watching the Olympics and seeing lacrosse in the Olympics. And he sees it however they want to make it for the Olympics. And then he says, oh, I'm going to go and play this. And then goes and sees it. And it's like, wait, this isn't what I just saw. This is a completely different game. Uh, so I always think of that. And I also think it's um, – I, I think it's disrespectful. But, again, I love the Olympics and I love the idea of lacrosse in the Olympics. And I think the powers that be will try to figure something out. I mean, soccer doesn't, soccer didn't change any of their, they didn't change anything. They go in there with full, full um, teams, full field. Now I do think one thing about soccer that is great, which perhaps could be adapted to lacrosse. And I've, I've thought this, you know, for a while actually, for is especially for TV is the um, the timing. You know how what soccer does uh, two forty five minute halves running clock. Yeah, no commercials. No commercials. They show like stuff on the bottom, and then at the halftime they they do it. But but it's so good for TV because they can basically program around it as opposed to saying, oh, this could be a two hour game, this could be a three hour game. In baseball's case, it could be a four hour game. Where <laughs> soccer, they know that they can book this in in a two hour time frame, start to finish and, and go. So I could see how that might be something to work, but changing the overall way the game is played to fit into the Olympics. Uh, I, I just don't, it, it, I just don't do it. Um, yeah, if you want to do box lacrosse, 
do box lacrosse, but don't do a hybrid of box and field and then say this is lacrosse when it's not lacrosse. Yeah, it's a it's a bastardization. Me, yeah, and and for me that's that's the part that to your point, like you know, I know basketball is adopted. They have you know what the, there's a different layout on the court, but you know it's still basketball, mm-hmm. like different three point line, like it looks you know the um, paint is a little bit different, but it, it's still recognizable as a sport. It's not drastically different. I think when you start talking like they didn't all of a sudden it's it's not three on three right it's not a uh, a different it's not a different set of rules for the olympic version of your sport and to go back to something you said earlier i understand the popularity and of why you know and i think i guess i think about it this way lacrosse joining the olympics helps it to grow to a more national level like i am i am not convinced that lacrosse in the olympics is going to help it grow any faster here in uh, North America. I it's one of those like because NFL seems to have no problem. They have their own set of problems right now, but like they reached their status without any really international help at all, and it, all totally on the merits of sport. Soccer was wildly popular everywhere but here in North America for decades. Like it, it may maybe increase the popularity here in America. Um, but I think the people that were mostly following it have following it. Like, they've probably brought on a little bit more fans and whatnot. But that was here. Um, so, I guess for me, I'm like, how much is it going to do? Like, internationally, hopefully, it would do something. But for if you change the, the rules of the game, like, then how does that translate to, to your point, like, the Premier Lacrosse League or MLL or NLL? Like, how is that going to translate? Is it a completely different game? Because then I have to question, like, because – you know, men's and women's lacrosse already has their own different set of rules. Like, so how are you going to change the women's game to join the Olympics as well? Like, I mean, there's already two different sets of rules for men's and women's lacrosse. And if you're joining the Olympics, I'm like, all right, so you have really two separate, two different styles of games and play. So are you now taking both those and changing both of them? Or like, I guess I just... It confuses me. <laughs> that's and that's exactly and that's exactly my point. Like what I said in the last article about professional lacrosse, and I said it's a bloated mess. It's there's too many pro leagues. There's not enough straight struck. As a consumer of sports, I don't want to be confused. I want to. I want sports to take away the everyday frustrations of life even though sports might cause more frustrations than anything. You know, if your team's losing or winning, that might happen. But I want things to be as easy as possible. I don't want to have to sit there and go, oh, my God, what's going on here? What what does this mean? What does that mean? I mean, I see college broadcasts now for lacrosse where almost every time, almost every game that there's a broadcast, they're going through the rules again. Uh, And and I – I, I can understand why they, you know, they'll, they'll explain it in the context of the game, mm-hmm. but a, after a, a while, for the person who's been watching it, it, you're like, we know this already. I mean, I think some guys do it great. I think I, actually, like Paul Carcaterra and Quinn, I think they're great because you can tell that they love it, mm-hmm. and they'll explain it, but they explain it in the context of the game, which I do like. But if you have to do this on an Olympic level, and you have to explain it to people who already know the sport and say, oh. Normally, there would be a, a, a defenseman here with a long pole, but since it's the Olympics, they're not. Like, I, 
I mean, can you take someone like Tucker Durkin and say you're not playing in the Olympics because the game doesn't fit your style anymore? Yeah. You know, I mean, because that, that could be that could happen. Uh, so then it's not the best players. Well, then you also have to wonder, like, all right, if you're, you're taking deep holes off the field, how does that actually change the game? And those players, like, obviously these guys have grown up playing this game. Like, you know, we talked last week, like, these kids in Long Island, they're starting at, you know, three, four years old. Oh, yeah. Stick yeah. in their hand, like. They've been playing that way for 30 years, and all of a sudden, like, you got to change, like, how, like, that's a huge learning curve for them. Like, oh, wait, you know, that we got to change this up on how we would normally play these positions and the different uh, rotations and stuff. Like, how much of a game, like, how interesting is it going to be, especially for people like us? I'm like, I've, I've been watching it for over a decade now. Like, I, I, we love it enough that we would understand if, like, the difference, but your point like when you were a kid watching hockey you know and what the uh that made you want to play like it wasn't a different game like you were able to probably go down to the rink the next week pick up absolutely and it was like all right you know i've seen guys do this you're mimicking the players that you know you know honestly part of me worries i'm like all right if the people uh are using this as their launching board is anybody one ever going to play defense? <laughs> that's not well, they're defenders. <laughs> right. That's so again. We don't know what their format they want to do. Of, of course, with everything with lacrosse that's been going on with the last year, the last three months, anything you well, the last year, let's say, anything that gets brought up in lacrosse that might be a change that I've noticed is like a world-changing event. Yeah. People lose their minds. I'm included because I'm passionate about it, and other people are. I'm happy with how things are. When the dive was uh, introduced this year or the shot clock was introduced this year for college lacrosse, they're still, they're still talking about it. There's still people complaining about it. There's still snarky comments everywhere about it, like, oh, this is going to happen. I just saw a whole uh, bunch of interviews with college coaches about the, the dive this week. I'm like, wait, wasn't this litigated six months ago when this happened? So anytime that there's a change, it seems to be – uh, it, it almost is like they're making mountains out of molehills, but that's what we're doing too right now. I mean, I, you know, we don't know what's happening. Uh, and I always want to give the benefit of the doubt to the people who might be in charge that they won't sell their souls for something that ruins the sport or changes the sport just to be an Olympic sport. Right. Um, and it's not like I think the Olympics are the most highest rated sporting events anymore either this is a different world this isn't the same world as 1980 mm -hmm. uh they aren't getting the eyeballs in this country as they used to do back in the in the 80s when it was the only thing going so i don't think the olympics has the the cachet for i mean who won baseball in the olympics i mean i, I don't i don't know tell you. <laughs> I, I right i don't know Baseball is supposedly the actual pastime of the United States. I didn't watch one second of it. Then again, we've talked about baseball can be a little boring. Um, I, I tell you what I watch. Like, I mean, we kind of touched a little bit on this. You know, access has a lot to do with that. Like, how many times are you, like, you might be interested in the sport, and that that event is actually, you know, it's at 3 o'clock in the morning because the, obviously the right. travel. So, you know, you know, depending on where it is in the in the world, like it, they don't show them all in prime time. NBC or whoever has the the rights to that, like they are deciding, like, all right, what is the most popular thing to watch? Track and field will always be 
a prime time event because it's just one of the more popular events. And to be honest, like I love watching track and field. And but it's like how many times like you can only show so many sports. So I guess my worry too is like, is lacrosse gonna get that prime time or we gonna all be up at like four o'clock in the morning <laughs> trying to right. watch or like and it's one of those things like are you DVRing it and like if you're watching it you're watching it because you love it not because you don't know the result at that point in time. Well, that's the other thing I hate hearing the results beforehand. Like I watched the, with with the last Olympics I had on, um, you know what is that on five channels now? Like the yeah something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm a sports. I loved like I said I'm not kidding when I say I love the like I loved curling. Uh, you know, I like the figure skating. I think it's amazing. I think I, I do. I, I so I watched everything, and I will watch everything because you know what? Sometimes when I if I'm if I'm not doing anything, you you don't want to put on the news. You don't want so I'll watch the Olympics. Like I'm like, oh great, here's two weeks where I know that I will have something to do <laughs> if I'm if I'm not busy to sort of fill the day to sort of have noise in the background even if I'm trading or whatever I'm doing. It's it's there. Um, like I, 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 a sport that I thought was amazing in the, the, uh, indoor handball or, uh, handball, it's team handball or whatever. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Um, and, uh, field hockey, women's field hockey, which is a great sport, which I, again, I don't know why it doesn't get more because it's got action. And that's another thing, going on a tangent about women's lacrosse, uh, I think women's lacrosse could be, I think, I think women and men's lacrosse are two different sports. I do too. I don't think it's, I I always equated to baseball and softball. Yes. Again, love softball. Um, But women's lacrosse is a whole nother animal. And I think that would be a ratings juggernaut, especially now with... You're trying to have the 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 women's empowerment and 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 uh, this movement of uh, right now going on in the world, a sport where it's not a watered down version of a man's sport. It's a it's its own sport. Yeah. And when I first started watching it, I used to joke and say, "This is a chauvinist sport. They won't they, these they don't think these poor girls could get touched, so they don't wear any equipment." Well, now that I've watched a lot of it, and my daughter plays it. I, like I said, it's a totally different game. It's fun to watch when you know those rules and you see how it's played, and when it's played at a high level, it's it's an intense game. I think that could be a ratings bonanza for the Olympics. I don't know what would happen with the men, but it's yeah, a different I mean, I game. Think, I think it, it, for me, it'd be interesting to see what what would happen on a national level if you just put lacrosse like you put it at seven seven o'clock Eastern time and let people go like. Because I think you would expose people that don't have really have no idea that it exists. Like I'm sure, like I said, like I said last week, like when I grew up in North Carolina, like lacrosse, like had no idea what it was. Like it was never uttered. No one had any idea. Uh, my high school still to this day does not have a lacrosse team. So it's one of those things. Like, but if the sport had been on, if it had been available, like is that something you would? I would have been attracted to um and there's nobody because i say i love basketball i love baseball it was part of just growing up in that part of north carolina was kind of the sports that you were i'm sure it's like texas and growing up uh, around football but if you just put lacrosse on and like all right we're gonna put it in prime time during the olympics like how many people would that actually attract like people that normally would not watch the sport and be like all right this is what is on because like you said team handball like i know curling had what was it this past winter olympics like 
you couldn't go anywhere without people talking about curling for, for because for, e- because everyone thought they could play it everyone thought they could do it yeah and it was fascinating and i used to joke and say and there are curling rinks uh on the north side of chicago and it's a drinking sport yeah. you know it's, <laughs> it's like playing it's like playing bags or whatever you cornhole or whatever right. your term for throwing the bean bags into the whole wooden box game yeah. different ter- different terminology in different parts of the country yeah but you stand there with a beer in your hand you're throwing a bean bag you're thinking that could be an olympic sport you know <laughs> if curling is although curling it does take some balance and some skill i've I, i've seen it and it's i couldn't do it i've seen how guys do it and i could I, you have to hold it they give you like a little training like a little crutch yeah. that you hold on to and slide with it it's a little more difficult than it looks but I it's bet, it's, it's no compelling, doubt. right? It's 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 compelling to watch. That's the uh, thing about uh, when you get to the Olympics. Like, to be perfectly honest, like all these guys make it look easy. Guy, men and women, right. like, They all make it look easy because they are the elite of the elite. Michael Phelps makes swimming look easy. And well, yeah, he's, when that's he's, crazy. <laughs> I mean, Usain Bolt. Like most people can run. Like. Every you know everybody starts off their life like you run from house to house like wherever it's like everybody can run. Usain Bolt is like this is a whole nother level like and it looks I think it's all like when you're pairing up against um, like competition, these are all the elite people of their country. Like it kind of looks easy because it's not really one of those things. I'm like you're not going up against the backyard, you know your backyard buddy where you can just do whatever you want. Like it's like oh everybody's like. Everybody looks so effortless. Like they don't. You're right. I, I run right. a 200. Uh, you know, I run the 200 meter. I'm going to be winded by the time I'm done with that. You say most. Yeah, they're sprinting. Like, they're sprinting 200 meters. Yeah, I'm barely off the blocks by the time they finish. It's like, right. It's amazing. It's amazing. But again, that's all the time. That's why I love the Olympics, though, is because these people put their lives' work into being the best at at what might not be a, you know, quote unquote known sport i mean track and fields is known sport i mean that's but something like field hockey to see the skill of these girls and men i i believe field hockey everywhere else in the world is a is a big sport for for men too except here um to see the skill you go this, this just the amount of practice the amount of time the amount i appreciate that that's another reason why i believe uh, in the olympics um but it is it's it's the 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 talent in the it does look easy it, it really does look easy but well when you do it you know you can't um right but I that's mean, what i wonder about the face trying curling <laughs> oh god you're right well i know it. i've seen it i've literally seen it and that's why i'm like i'm not doing it like i saw a buddy of mine do it and he fell granted he had a few drinks but you know trying to stay in line on ice with no hands in a stretch position, it's hard. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, here's the one thing I do think the Olympics could do for lacrosse. Um, because it's an international stage, I think lacrosse has an advantage internationally because to play basketball at a high level, there's some physical requirements needed for about 90% of the players. There are uh, anomalies of a guy who might be five, six or, you know, like Spud Webb was winning the dunk contest. Right. You know, that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. Lacrosse is not made up of physical specimens. It's not made up of six foot four, 
you know, you have to start at six feet to play this game. Right. There are guys who are five five. Joey Sankey is is a guy who works. Uh, Rob Pinnell, he's five nine, maybe. Um, now there are some big guys. Paul Rabel's a big dude, but there are it it could be played by pretty, but pretty much any size. Yeah. So there's no restriction on based on your genetics. Let's say. Yeah. Um, so you have that appeal across the world. Um, now it's a, it's a matter of getting yourself in shape and, and doing that, but that's all hard work. It can be done with hard work. You could play lacrosse. You know, I'm not saying you could play pro level lacrosse or college level lacrosse, but anyone can pretty much pick up a stick. And if they put the work into it, regardless of their size could probably find a spot on a team somehow Yeah, where that can translate worldwide. Yeah. Uh, almost like soccer. Yeah, and to equate that a little bit, like I said, previously said, I grew up playing baseball. I grew up a Baltimore Orioles fan. I always wanted to play shortstop. I am left-handed. I remember the first day I went out to try for uh, trial for the baseball team, the coach, I think it was after the first time I took a grounder, he was like, love that you're left-handed. I was like, yeah. He was like, I'm not having left-handed second base or shortstop. He's like, get me outfield. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you know, like <laughs> And to be honest, growing up left-handed, like, it was kind of one of those things, like, I was used to it, but it was one of those, like, to your point, like, you're not going to really be told that in lacrosse. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, you're left-handed, you're right-handed, you're too short, you're too tall. Like, if you can get in shape and you can put the work in, you can find a spot. That was what it was appealing to be in hockey, because I was small. I, you know, now I'm, you know, a hair under six feet tall, and I'm, you know, 235 pounds. When I was in eight, when I was in high school, I was four nine, four ten, uh, one hundred and five pounds. Um, I was very small. I had a very big chip on my shoulder, but I was very small. I thought I was six feet tall, uh, but I played hockey. Now it did hurt me, you know. All of a sudden, when I'm like, God, I used to be faster than that guy, and I used to be faster than that guy, where puberty kicked in, and that was a great equalizer then. Right. Um, you know, and I know that's a problem. I, I, I have a problem with that with recruiting right now because you might see a kid who's great, but he doesn't go through puberty, and all of a sudden he doesn't get looked at. Now I say this as a father because my son's very small, and I've <laughs> cursed him with that. I know when he graduates, he will probably be six feet tall. Yeah. Uh, but he is a lot bigger than I am was then, a lot stronger than, I, and it doesn't bug him, which is great. It drove me crazy. It made me crazy. <laughs> but that's but that's the point. I had no chance of playing baseball. I had no chance of playing basketball. Um, and I played both of those sports growing up. I mean, I went to Ray Myers basketball camp every year. My father played at Loyola University. He played at De La Salle High School basketball. He couldn't stand that I played uh, hockey. He was a south side of Chicago guy. Hockey was not in their, their vocabulary. Uh, but it was the one sport that I could get in and, and play uh, by just putting in the hard work, it, you know, up until high school where I didn't grow and that sort of that's me again like trying out for the baseball team I could hit and I could throw but when they were timing me running to first base which I used to be fast at when all of a sudden I'm a little boy running against men they're like you have no chance you're a little boy you're still a boy yeah that's the only thing but I can see like to be a football player you know I keep seeing a lot of the talk now about uh being multi-sport athletes yeah you know this multi-sport, this, well, it always seems to be that the football player is the multi-sport athlete, but it's never saying like, oh, this kid who plays lacrosse, he's a multi-sport athlete. 
like I said, my son wrestled, ran cross country, and uh, plays lacrosse. Mm-hmm. He could never play football. He wanted to play football. I'm like, he'd get killed. I mean, he literally, you get, uh, he was 105 pounds. Late. I mean, he got, he got knocked around on the lacrosse field. I mean, he got sent flying. He got back up, but he couldn't play two sports. Right. Uh, although wrestling worked out pretty well, you know, being 105 pounds. Coaches love that. There's yeah. not a lot of five, 105 kids. But that's what I mean about internationally. I think lacrosse can really be huge based on it's all about putting in the hard work. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I think there's probably a lot of people internationally that there's other sports that, I mean, everybody's got a sport. Like every sport has a level in which some people just drop off. Like they're just like, I can't do it anymore. Like whether for whatever the reason, there's a level in which everybody drops off. And, you know, it could be one of those things. Like I remember talking to a coach in Texas years and years ago, and he was talking about um, he was having success with guys like the third string defensive back on some of the teams. And these were good teams in Texas. Like these are teams that competed in the playoffs year after year. And he said he was finding success at getting those like third string defensive backs. And mostly it was because like, I said, man, you like, you got two all Americans sitting ahead of you. You're playing this, you know, for, to some extent, that's hoping to get a scholarship, like come out and try out for lacrosse team and you're athletic enough and you're talented enough. Like, we can probably get you something, you know, at least a partial. We can get you to college playing lacrosse because you're probably not going to get there playing football. And he said he's had a lot of success with that. Um, you know, I think there's probably, you know, obviously internationally there it may not be football, but there's going to be other sports where someone's going to, at some point the kid's just going to be like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. You give him another option, like, oh, you know, maybe soccer's not for me, but, you know, I mean, I'm athletic enough. Lacrosse is an athletic sport. It could just be one of those things like that helps it grow in that way, like at least from the the get go. Like you get yes. get it exposed to people who have never heard of it, had no idea what was going on, and then be like, you know, I'm riding the bench on my, you know, uh, my soccer team, but let me go try out for this. Like let me let me get this. Let me pick up a stick and see how that goes. And you just have no idea what happens from there. And I mean, you get enough right. of that, you get momentum and then other people, and that's how, you know, and their friends bring their friends. <laughs> right. And there's basketball and basketball the same way. So uh, living here in Carmel, Indiana, there's Carmel high school where my son now goes. Uh, there's 5,500 kids. It's huge. I think they have maybe 14 to 15 kids on the basketball team and that's it out of 5,500 kids in Indiana, where if you drive through the neighborhoods, every single house has a basketball hoop in front of it. Yep. So out of the 15 kids that make it, there's probably 150 who would be on other teams in other schools. And what do they have for them? I'm like, I, I say that you should be getting those kids. They know the motion. They know the movement. It's, it translates. You could get those kids. That's, that's another, you know, basketball translates uh being a soccer player you could translate by running on the field there's so many there's so many things that can plug into the sport that it can appeal internationally if they know about it i i know um israel after the uh the 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 world championships this summer um they are making a push to make israel their national to make lacrosse their national sport so that's pretty huge yeah um, 
And I know Ireland is doing a big job of, of getting it going. And I know England, Greece. So that's, that, that could be, that could be some other kids, 1980 Olympic team. You know, that could be a kid from Israel who's watching the Olympics and Israel beats the United States yeah. or, or Canada. And that could be the catalyst for that kid. It might not be the American, you know, again, I think half this time, the half the thing for, for me growing up, it was the Russians. It was the, you know, that was the, the specter in the world right. was beating the Russians. I just watched miracle the other day. And at the end of it, I was in tears again. Like I can't help it uh, just to see it, just the, the game and Al Michaels call. It's, it's chilling to me. Yeah. And I'm like this, I don't think this could ever happen again. That kind of feeling. Maybe not for people in this country, but I think around the world it could happen to them and that could blow it up in another part of the country yeah. or another part of the world. So that's why I think the Olympics are great and it should be the sport that we love. Like, I think there's box lacrosse and I think there's field lacrosse. Okay, well, if you want to put box lacrosse in or, you know, indoor lacrosse, whatever you want to call it, um, then put that in. But the, the, the changing it up just really... It, it rubs me the wrong way. I mean, I, I don't, if I, I, maybe I'm out of line. I don't know, but I, I just don't see why you would change to fit somebody else's, uh, you know, to, to put that, you know, square, square peg in the round hole and all that stuff. It's, you know, don't please let's, let's keep it the, the great sport it is and let's grow it how it is now. Yeah. And, and kind of covering a little bit, like we obviously were just, you know, spouting off here. Like we don't, there's, I don't think I've seen anything, at least in the article that I read on us across, like I didn't see anything in here that said like, Oh, you know, it's provisionally approved as long as they change X, Y, Z like this. Everybody's kind of, you know, putting their spin on it at this point in time, because we, there's a little bit of lack of information in general. There's lack of information. People fill in the gaps. So, and exactly what we're doing right now. So I think it's one of those things like, the more information that comes out, the closer it gets. Obviously, this isn't a done deal at this point. There's still, you know, this is the first step in many, many steps that it would take to get lacrosse being played in the Olympics. I mean, there, so there's still a ways to go. We're not going to see 2020. So you know, there's there's a long way to go from uh, from here to there. But so, um, and I'm sure this conversation will come up many, many times. Over the oh, time. yeah. But I, I do kind of want to note, like, it won't be the first time that lacrosse is the Olympics. Anybody who's, I'm sure, listening to this probably already knows, like, it was uh, a medal sport in 1904 and 1908. Um, like, I was looking at the Wikipedia thing. I mean, it, it was it's kind of comical to look at because it was Canada, Great Britain, and the U.S. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, that's that's a low bar for having an Olympic <laughs> sport. Like you said, three countries and obviously Canada won, but it just kind of made me laugh that I was like, all right, you know, it's a different world than it was then. So it's right. But the American team was the John, was the Johns Hopkins team. Yeah. I think they said later when it was a demonstration. Right. Sport, a, one oh, of the was it that? It, yeah. It was it, just Johns Hopkins. Yeah. It said uh, in 1928 and 32, the U S was represented by John Hopkins, uh, men's lacrosse team. And in 48, it was, uh, represented by RPI. And they said Canada sent a team in 28 and 32, Great Britain in 28 and 48. So it was one of those, like, obviously it, uh, it, it's kind of interesting to see. And I mean, I think it was a few years ago. Cause I remember I was working in a newspaper in Pennsylvania and wrestling in Pennsylvania is huge. 
and I think it had come out that wrestling was going to be dropped as an Olympic sport. And obviously that was basically a heresy. Oh, I, I, I mean, remember that's that. One, that's one of the founding sports. I mean, that's one of the events that, you know, started it all. Or it was a part of those initials. So for pe- for those, I mean, it was, I mean, it, it was a crazy time to work at the newspaper then and to see all the comments flooding in and people. And obviously they backtrack on that, um, to my knowledge. So it was one of those, um, it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, well, lacrosse was in. It'd be interesting to know what happened. Like, like, all right, how do you do, how did it not? Like, what happened there? Was it just not enough, just not enough steam to get it, to, to keep it? Or, you know, just different world, changing rules. Well, that's, I think, I think that's, the, I think that came from sort of the reasons why they have to try to change lacrosse is because I think there's a, a they, I think they're trying to go with a, with a set number of participants. Mm-hmm. So having a lacrosse team of 25, 30 people is too many people. So that's why they say we want to have a 14 person team. So you might have to make the things. Those were some of the, I know rugby did it. Rugby went to rugby sevens to, to get Olympic status. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, I love rugby. What a great sport that is. Um, I don't think it's at the level of popularity as lacrosse is. Uh, so may, and, and not, you're right. Worldwide. I mean, it's, that's, they're worldwide. It's great. Um, so that's where I think a lot of this came from is like, Oh, rugby had to do it. So lacrosse should be doing it. Um, yeah, but I remember when the whole wrestling thing was, was going through it. And I'm like, that's, I think the whole basis of the Olympics was pretty much started off of wrestling. Yeah. I mean, it was man on man, one-on-one fighting to see who was the best. It started as wrestling. That's the, uh, yeah. So to see that, that would get thrown out. Is a little, is a little crazy. So I, I kind of we're gonna start wrapping up here, but you know one thing I think would be fun to do is obviously we're talking about Olympics and we've talked about a lot, and, and I think I, I probably know the answer is obviously I've read your article, so I'm cheating a little bit, but for everybody else out there, like I thought it'd be kind of fun to share or maybe our favorite Olympic memory or just something that kind of stands out. So I'm gonna let you start because I think I know your answer, but I'm gonna let you kind of talk about it a little bit more. Well, I mean, obviously my all-time favorite is is the 1980 Olympic hockey team. I mean, that's, that's amazing. But I, again, I'm a 49 year old man. I, I, I remember my first Olympics in 1976. Uh, not a each. I mean, if these are, there's people who are listening to this, they have no clue who I'm talking <laughs> about. I mean, seriously, there's no, but one of the very first superstars, the very first players, the very first athlete that was, I think I'm guessing worldwide was Bruce Jenner. Mm-hmm who won the decathlon, that he was the biggest, athlete, the best athlete in the world. Um, now, some people might know who Bruce Jenner is now. Uh, right. Um, he's Caitlyn Jenner, or she's yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. I don't, yeah. I, I don't need to get into that. Um, but he was on the Wheaties box. He was everywhere. He was on TV shows. He was everything. That was, that was another huge thing. And as I said in the article, I said, 1976, I wanted to be Bruce Jenner. Yeah or evil could evil or the six million dollar man those were at that time when you were a seven year old kid those were the biggest names in the world yeah um and then it just it just kept going like there's every year there was something mary lou retton was big sugar ray leonard was big um those were there's so many memories but again 
I don't have a picture of Bruce Jenner in my basement that I'm staring at literally right now. And I am staring at an American flag signed by all the players with pictures underneath of the 1980 men's Olympic hockey team. So there's, I, I, I don't, they made a movie out of it. I mean, everything is, it's wonderful. It's just great. It's so great. I mean, and if people haven't seen the movie Miracle or even heard about, I mean, I, I sort of get crazed about this, not crazed, but when I had younger kids working for me and I'd be like, Oh, you know, do you ever hear about the 1980 Olympics? Like I was born in 1984. I, I, <laughs> I sort of, you know, that's when you start feeling really old, but I'm like, well, do you know the story? I'm like, go rent miracle. It's a great movie. You'll enjoy it. And they come back and they're like, wow, is that true? I go, yeah, it was true. That was pretty much, pretty much the story was told pretty straight. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think they might've been really nice to Herb Brooks, but I remember Herb Brooks just being somebody who had, I was like, this guy is, he's like a magician. But those were my things. What was your, what are your memories? I think my my early, early memories of the Olympics, and I can't, I'm not going to remember the years, um, because it was one of those, like, I, my family was never huge into watching the Olympics. Like, my mom would watch and stuff like that. But I remember watching Michael Johnson run. And that's actually kind of one of the first people that ever got me interested in running. Like, I'm not a sprinter. I do marathons. So um, it's one of those, like, never watched those guys. But, like, watching Michael Johnson run, I always – was like this was I was like this is great like because talk about a guy just I mean look like he floated I mean I, I just remember watching him and I'm like it looks like this is the easiest thing in the world like he just goes out and he just does it I'm like and the speed at which he was running like obviously at that at that age and I was probably 13 14 somewhere around there um it was one of those like I just remember seeing that so like he's probably my the first guy that I ever remember like really kind of being like wow like that guy's amazing um so it was like him, but then I remember having a conversation and cause my, I, I have a good buddy and he's, he's all about, like, he loves the Olympics. Like he went to the LA Olympics. Like he, he loves it. Um, and we were talking like, obviously one of our assignments, cause he was a professor of mine in college and he made us pick all the Olympic sports. He was like, rank our favorite Olympic sports from first to last. And then he made us write uh, a paper on the one that we rated, rated last. So he's, all about the Olympics. And we got into a conversation after the last one because when Phelps came out and he was trying to, to win all the medals and Usain Bolt was doing his last year, he asked me, he's like, who do you think is the better Olympian? Like as far as like the competition in which they face. He was like Michael Phelps or Usain Bolt. And he went with Phelps. I went with Bolt. And I will still stand by Usain Bolt as probably one of the greatest Olympians ever because I figured it was like – his, my argument was just about everybody runs. Like, anybody who had, like, every, like, I'm sure you have run at some point, not at a level in which um, uh, those guys do, but it's just one of those, like, but having the debate on who was the better athlete, I think was one of the more entertaining, because it's obviously one of those things you can't solve. They are both phenomenal athletes, but it was one of those, like, swimmer or runner. Like, who's better? Who's the better Olympian? based on the um, amount of medals or just the competition that they face. So I don't know if you have an opinion on that. I, <laughs> I do. I totally, I, I totally, I totally have an opinion on that. Again, I have an opinion on everything. I would be in Michael Phelps boat. That would be my, I, I mean, I think Usain Bolt is amazing, but you just brought up Michael Johnson. Uh, you know, Carl Lewis was before it. I mean, they, there was always someone who dominated in an era. I don't think anyone's dominated like Michael Phelps. Uh, Mark Spitz, maybe? And that was, again, people will never know who that is. Uh, 
But that was dominance. And then, you know, if you were part of my article, Eric Hyden. No one's done it, whatever Eric Hyden has done. Eric Hyden was a speed skater. Uh, again, to people listening who would have, probably have no clue. Uh, but yeah, that's such a great, that, that's, that's, that's the kind of argument that you'd sit in a bar for five hours talking about. Yeah, and it and people would, <laughs> it could never be solved. And people would chime in and be like, oh, what about this? I mean, I remember Donovan Bailey. Was he with Great Britain? I think at one point Donovan Bailey was a decathlon or a sprinter. And he would always, yeah, and he would always uh, come in. You know, I had a, you know, again, I said at one point I was at an Irish English bar. And whenever we'd talk about something, some of the English guys would always throw in Donovan Bailey. Donovan Bailey, oh. Okay, whatever. But those are the great kind of arguments that you could have about the Olympics. Uh, actually, all about sports. I mean, that's what it is. But yeah, I mean that I, I the smile that came on my face when you just said you saying bold because I'm going I disagree, <laughs> I disagree. But that's it. It's that's that's the greatness about sports. That's yeah. what makes. That's what makes, and it's and it's not like life or death, you know. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's still really... a safe topic you could talk about. Yeah. And you know that. You, all of a sudden, your family doesn't hate you and things going on like that. Right. You can still speak about it in a bar and not have problems break out. Yeah, no, no, um, one's, no one's going to break out of a bar. Because, like, I think the gist of my argument was, like, well, the, the pool of players, the pool of athletes for sprint starts wider than... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. I, I, I see your point. I mean, I totally see your point. But then you think there are people who train their whole lives from the time they're five to be swimmers. And that's, you know... It might not be coming from, let's say, one one comes from a talent pool of, let's say, a million people. Right. And maybe swimming comes from a talent pool of 200,000. But they're still the best at what they do. And who's the best of all time at what he did and kept doing it time after time? There's And those are the arguments that I'd make. Uh, you know, then there's just something, the domination of Usain Bolt, the flair that he did it with. Yeah. Like, pointing up at the score, at the timing clock when he was crossing the finish. I mean... Who like it was almost seemed like he was on a bike, you know, like who can run like that fast and still point at things like, you know, it's, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. And again, the guys sports on the high are amazing. school track team, they would have been, you know, they would have probably been kicked off the team if they had showed oh. that much, but no oh. one was even that dominant. It's like, you right, focused on where the finish line was. You weren't looking at anything else. Like, just don't let anybody pass me. Right. I mean, that's so great that he could do, I mean, I mean, he goes down as one of the greatest athletes of all. I mean, he's in conversations. Both of them are. Yeah. When you're talking about basketball players, again, of the generation I am, it's Michael Jordan. It's not even close. You know, people now, it's LeBron. I don't even think it's close. I, I won't even argue with this. Anyway, then there's Wayne Gretzky, you know, Muhammad Ali. I think you put Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps in those, in those conversations. Yeah. I think that, you know, as far as, the best to ever do what they did, um, which is again another great one. If you were talking about lacrosse, the same thing. You, you'd want to be able to say, "Oh, this is this is the great one." Paul right. Rabel. People seem to think he's the great one. I, I'm maybe not in that boat. I'm not in that category. Uh, but I'd say right now he's the, probably the biggest face of lacrosse. But I don't think he's the greatest player. And lacrosse, and that probably will start an argument and and whatever too. But again, those are the fun arguments to have. That's the greatness of sports. That's also one of those things. Like it's an opinion. It's not a fact. Sure, right. Like, you can't. You, there's. It's an impossibility to say factually that Paul Rabel is the greatest lacrosse player of all time because 
there, you know, he's never going to play like if, and it's one of the things like, and I've heard the argument, uh, LeBron and Jordan like, oh, in their prime, and that's always the caveat, like in their prime, like well, that's an impossibility, like until time travel becomes a thing, you're never going to see the, any of these players play against each other, and, and you know, obviously in lacrosse, it wouldn't really be a one-on-one with those with those types of players anyway, but it, so it's like it's always an opinion, it's fun to debate. I never get too bent out of shape by any of it because I'm like, eh, it's own opinion. It's just what I think. So, you know, there's no way. It's just fun. It's, it's part of what, you know, when I was growing up, just made athletics and just enjoyable was you, you played it and then you talked about it. When we were sitting around trading baseball cards as a kid and you had the certain players and you were trading them and you were assigning a value to the player based on your gut feeling because this is how I felt. It really had very little to do with any factual information. And that's kind of how I feel like a lot of the athletic debates are when it comes to this. Like, who's greater? I'm like, eh, we're never going to know, but it's fun to talk about. Well, yeah, but you know what? I I, I sort of think it might be, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's as important to this generation now as it has been in the past. Uh, and I think that's sort of sad. I, you know, I, I mean, I hear it's still about LeBron and, and, and Michael Jordan. And Regardless of what I think about that, I love the fact that that is a debate that you see almost every day. Now that I'm on Twitter more because of because of this, because of Lax Records, um, things pop up, and it's still LeBron and Jordan. You know, I, I I love that. So I love that there's still debate going. I hope that kind of debate carries on to a younger generation and, and picks up again. I thought there's sort of a a lull in sport love i guess you know with with all the video games and kids are playing i mean i've seen my son watching people playing video games i'm like you're watching a kid play a video game you're not even playing the video game you're watching him play a video game so i don't know if that it's sort of crazy to me but that's how it is now but I, i i love when you can have these kinds of debates about sports about things that aren't that important like you said yeah. they're not important but you know what it, it it gets people to talk it gets people to to open up um you know i i don't want to get out of soapbox so i will go <laughs> i'll just let that go i i could go on this for a while so right. let's not do that um but yeah that's the <laughs> that was great asking my opinion about that you see we can go on forever yeah we could go on for a, a while longer i'm sure but for for now we're gonna uh call it call this an episode so what again uh why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on twitter and your email uh on twitter you can find me at mfwchi uh and my email is mward at laxrecords.com and as i've said anytime send me a dm send me uh email i will definitely get back to you and i am gonna have a link uh the this podcast is going to go out on well out on sunday we're recording this on saturday so it'll be out tomorrow on sunday and then your article will be out on monday the 17th so anybody who has uh found this debate interesting you can kind of get a little bit more of uh of your article of michael's article online um so i'll have that linked as well so and you can find me on uh twitter and instagram both at lax records and with facebook.com slash lax records so everybody have a great week